T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's up, everybody? It's Tobin here from... What's up, everybody? It is Tobin. It's time for our Fighters Fury podcast. I'm starting off the podcast episode. Uh, you may, have, if you guys listen live or tuned into the first, you may have realized I didn't get to recap the action from last night. Had to get the uh, the episode in a little bit early yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to react to the fight on ESPN yesterday. But it was, I mean, I was watching it live as it was happening, and what happened in the 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 fight between Jose Zabeda and Ivan Baranchik was i mean i it's one of those things where you you can't even like fathom what's going through your brain right now because of what these guys are doing first of all you know i, I love Ivan Baranchik the beast trains down here in Miami guys an absolute stud uh and look like he just came in in just phenomenal shape for this fight um, and then Jose Zabeda is coming in there. They're both looking to get back into title contention and his hands are just looking so fast, but it really looked like he was getting bullied early on in this fight. And Baranchik is just hitting him with a barrage. He knocks him down twice in the first round. You're just like, Oh no, you know, is, is Zabeda going to be, uh, is he going to be in a bad spot here? Comes out of the first round and he hits him, you know, Baranchik could say the only, uh, you know, the big criticism here is like he took a, shot early on from behind he was turning his back second time he did it in the fight and he got put on the canvas didn't get called so he got lucky there otherwise the fight would have been evened up uh again based on uh on, on Zepeda getting another knockdown so he he gets him early in the second but he he just kept coming and Baranchik is you know looking like a beast he's definitely on some wobbly legs um from that shot but he ends up getting this this big right hand uh out of nowhere not looking and puts the beta down again for the third time um so you know it, it's it's it it doesn't look great for ivan after the big knockdown that he took but he just keeps coming and he's so dangerous uh then Zabeda is just a little bit more calculated puts him down again in the uh, in the third and fourth round, but it's just like it's it's just it's going wild, it's going wild back and forth. So they're going to the fifth round. It starts. You you have this sense of comfort, like Zapata has kind of weathered the storm a little bit, and Baranchik puts him down again, fourth time in the fight, and you're like, wow, maybe he's going to come back and and win this thing. And instead, Zapata gums lands this monster right hand. And it, it just makes Baranchik fold up like a chair, dude. Like, uh, I believe as our boys 
Uh, our boy Daya Davis put it at a boxing <laughs> Boca Boxing District, uh, best boxing gym in, in, in all of Palm Beach County. Hell, in all of Florida. Love you, boys. Um, folded up like origami, like just, and the fight was over. It was an unbelievable war. You just don't get a lot of boxing matches like that, you know. And the 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 first of all, some of the bombs that these guys said, the shape they must have been in to take what they took in this fight was uh must have been unbelievable because of of the these things weren't like there were no cheapies like they were all vicious shots and they just kept coming these guys were so damn tough no way in hell like it could go 12 rounds like if it kept going like eventually what happened was going to end up happening because of the kind of knockdowns they were delivering to one another but it was uh it was a sensational show uh wish baranchik nothing but the best i hope that he is. Uh, he has a speedy recovery because that was a great showing by him. And again, I, I can't stress this enough, man. You know that should not be a fight where he is now having to go into isolation and not be, um, uh, not be a guy where you know you consider him a contender anymore, former champion. Like you should put him. He he should be like as soon as he's healed up, people should be dying to watch to him watch him fight again. That's the way it should really go. It really like, you know that that should be the way we go about and treat treat our boxers. Um, and then yesterday we had on Fight Island we had Holly Holm. She was main eventing against Irene Aldana, and uh, Holly Holm ends up coming out on top. She wins a unanimous decision. Pretty lopsided. Uh, good for Holly. You know she just continues to be an absolute beast and a pillar of the uh, pillar of the sport especially in this division. She's now got two straight wins after her loss to Amanda Nunes. Uh, I would say probably the big performance that comes out of this, um, Jermaine Durand to me, what, what a win by her. There was no fight of the night uh, awards given out, but Jermaine Durand to me, it was an interesting thing because you know she gets Juliana Pena by uh, guillotine choke. And you think about Jermaine and her career, and she... You know, she's 36 years old now, but you wonder where it all would have been if she didn't do what she did to, um, you know, didn't do what she did with uh, with the belt. You know, if she would have won the featherweight title and would have just stuck with it. Obviously, uh, the big controversy there was she didn't want to uh, fight Chris Cyborg, and Amanda Nunes was. Amanda Nunes, the undisputed GOAT. Um and you wonder, you're just like, you know, if she would have gone about that and, and would have fought uh, and would have fought that fight, like where would people think of her, her career? Because, you know, she's got some she's got some nice wins. Obviously, she's 0-2 against Amanda, but everybody is, you know, everybody everybody loses to Amanda Nunes unless you're Valentina Shevchenko, um, even though Amanda's win against her back in uh, last December wasn't like the most, I think, impressive one of her career. I still think Jermaine has so much of a, a a hill to climb because you know people are bummed. One, I didn't think that she, you know, it was, it was a dirty fight where she won against Holly Holm, um, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't a fight where you know it felt like you were crowning this this new champion and this great champion. And then secondly, the fact that she just didn't want to fight Chris Cyborg was just like, all right, well, all right, and 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 Amanda was, and then I did what she did, and I think that's why Amanda's just got so much respect in everybody's eyes. Uh, other than just her pure greatness, so it was still a great win uh, for for Jermaine. It was a it was a it was a good it was a good showing for her. Juliana Pena, who you know for the longest time, I think a lot of people looked at her and 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 said that she was going to be the next thing. Ended up having a child, and um, 
you know, but you know, was kind of that stud of that ultimate fighter and whatnot. So, you know, tough loss for her, but you know, still very, uh, still very, you know, still, still going to career. She's only 31 years old and, um, not dead yet, especially in the women's division. I still think that, uh, she can bounce back, but that was, uh, for me, it was, uh, was a, was a great performance by Jermaine getting that win yesterday. Uh, and then you had the main event, you had Jorgen, De- uh, Carlos Felipe beating Jorgen De Castro. You know, it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. Uh, Carlos Condit got a win over Court McGee, which was great. Carlos Condit ended up getting his first win, I think, in five years. So really good performance by him. Uh, Kyler Phillips with a with a knockout win, TKO over Cameron Els. Um, you know, people were very excited about that matchup, and he ended up shining as the favorite. So he gets a, an early one in the second round. And uh, yeah, man. So that was uh, that was your recap from yesterday. We'll get into the rest of the show here. Recapped a lot of the news and notes from uh, what went down this week in the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. We're gonna have a great guest, so we'll get to a lot of news. One of the things I didn't get to. There was an interesting story this week uh, about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and and there was a report that they wanted him to fight uh, Kamzat Shemaev, who's blown up. That's that's Dana's boy now. He'll fight anytime, any place, anywhere. Um, you know, Wonder Boy, I think the guy he's been gunning for is Leon Edwards. Um, I gotta be honest with you though. You know, it's a funny thing. You know, I, I saw his, he, that he didn't want to fight a guy who's unranked, um, that he doesn't want to be the guy where it's like, Hey, you know, you, I, I, I know, you know, look, it sucks for Wonder Boy. They're putting him in the position of, Hey, you're fighting this dude. He's not ranked and you are going to be the one who, if he wins, they're going to be like, oh, he's ready to fight for the title. So I get it from Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. However, I would say, in a lot of people's eyes, if he were to go do something crazy against Kamzat, like, in a lot of ways, I would say he should, he should, you know what they should do? Almost similar to, I think, what uh, Jorge Masvidal's management did with the Ben Askren thing. Like, if he wins that, he's back, he's entitled to contention, have that writing somewhere. That's at least what they claimed. Um, they should do something like that with Stephen. Like, if he beats Kamzat Shemaev, all right, then he needs to be like back in the fold for the title next, um, because that's that's clearly what they're. Because obviously the stakes would be the same the other way for Shemaev. So interesting enough, but uh, Wonder Boy doesn't seem too interested in it. It's gonna be tough, I think, for Kamzat to get uh, fights. So they're gonna have to make it worthwhile, especially with the idea that um, he's in the position right now where I think a lot of fighters know that if he beats a top ranked guy. That's gonna kind of seal his fate as uh, fighting for the belt. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to our regular show this week. If you missed it, we have a lot of more news and notes from the UFC. We gotta get into a lot of more news and notes from boxing, and we will talk to Evelyn Martins. She is uh, an MMA fighter, fights out of MMA Masters. She's under the banner of Game Time Management, so we'll talk to the boys Bean and Sergio from them as well. See what they have going on with their uh, with their agency and and everything they're trying to put together, and we'll learn about the new local blossoming uh, potential MMA star as well. So that's it. Here's the rest of our show, Fighters Fury. We roll on. Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It's Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. As next hour, we'll dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. Uh, we got a good guest coming up today. We got the boys from Game Time Management, being Sergio. They're going to join us with uh, their top new prospect, Evelyn Martin. She just won her pro MMA debut at Titan FC uh, last week. So we will uh, we will talk to that crew. We will talk a little bit about what they are up to and get to know Evan a little bit as she is uh, just blossoming into her mixed martial arts career. So that's coming up later on in today's program. 
News of the week. Uh, we'll start off on the UFC side of things. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, we found out this week that he is going to be out for his fight. UFC 255 versus Edmonton Figueiredo because of a bicep tear. So that now swings to Alex Perez. Uh, bummer for Cody Garbrandt, you know, who is going to get this new found life for himself at 125. And I think, uh, you know, this is one of those unfortunate things. Cody's had a lot of, uh, you know, has had a lot of injuries. And it's been unfortunate because this guy, you talk about skyrocketing to the top with winning the Bantamweight title the way that he did against Dominic Cruz, having the tough losses that he did to TJ Dillashaw. But, you know, his last win against Rafael Sunset was just a sensational knockout. And that's always been the thing that, you know, you knew made Cody a little bit special is he can knock fools dead. Um, obviously, in the fights with Dillashaw, a lot of people, you know, that's probably what cost a little bit too much is that he believed in that power but um you know it wasn't the first time that he had mentioned that he wanted to go down to flyweight and so it's a bummer to see that this is going now i guess it's if, if you take any solids in it at least it's not something that's you know weight cutter related but that's a that's a pain in the ass injury man those those biceps i mean that's you know something that's that's held uh, wilder up in the past as far as boxing is concerned um you know, we've had uh, Keith Thurman has had that and shoulder issues. So it's a, it's a nasty injury. Um, it could take some some real time, and especially for uh, a guy who is uh, is a power puncher. Is slick, is skilled, but, I mean, that is the thing that I think uh, separates him from a lot of people. So, um, you know, we wish Cody the best as, uh, as, as his recovery goes forth and, and hope that he can get right back to the top and whatnot because – um, that was, uh, you know, that was an exciting fight. I was looking forward to seeing what he could do on the other side of things. You know, it was funny this week. There was a lot of buzz, uh, surrounding the fallout of Israel Adesanya and a couple of things that were, were coming out of this. One of them was that Paulo Costa wanted to get a rematch because of the controversy of Izzy going out there and basically humping him. I mean, you know, he was very derogatory in his celebration of Paulo Costa. Uh, these are not things that I get super offended about when it comes to fighting. And these guys are fighters. And, you know, I remember, you know, Ronda Rousey got a lot of crap for this, that she wasn't very sportsmanlike after beating Misha Tate, even though they had a real personal beef, didn't like each other very much. And people were always expecting that they want the martial arts to be very respectful um, but sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes it, it, it stays nasty. Sometimes it stays uh, within the lines of what they were doing in the fight promotion. Some people don't take that well. And I think Adesanya was one of them to what uh, Paulo Costa was doing. So, yeah, he definitely ran up the score as far as the celebrations were concerned. As far as Costa getting him uh, a shot again because he's mad about what Adesanya did, I mean, you know, as we as we say around these parts, the damage is done, my friend. Like, just because you were embarrassed uh, by the things that Izzy did, um, you know, doesn't mean that you get to vault right back up top to middleweight and take him on again. So I think that's, um, you know, from I, I get the frustration. Nobody wants to be embarrassed and then nobody wants to be embarrassed on top of humiliated inside the uh, in the cage. But. You know, he doesn't get to just vault on top because he felt like Izzy uh, crossed the line. So, um, yeah, he needs to go get another win. He needs to get himself right, get him back in the uh, get himself back in the win column because, you know, it'd likely say that uh, he's he's not up in line after a performance like that in the in the championship bout. It wasn't a close fight. Um, was never really in it. 
and he got schooled. The other thing that that had to be addressed this week was uh, Adesanya. There was a lot of controversy. Um, and we didn't get too much into this last week, but there was a lot of controversy surrounding Stylebender and this, uh, the, you know, this. How is the best way to describe it? I guess is uh, he has a lopsided peck. It almost looks like, and it's very noticeable because uh, Israel is very skinny. I mean, he's he's you know six four, hundred eighty five pounds, and so he's got this thing coming protruding out of one of his pecs, and a lot of people, you know, started jumping on speculation on MMA message boards, which is a, a dangerous place to go, and MMA Twitter and MMA Reddit that they think it's gynecomastia, that he has a lopsided um, peck and a growth there because he's juicing, that he's, uh, that he's, been, he's been on the, on the sauce, and so that's gotten him some kind of a growth there. And this obviously brings forth a lot of it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of controversy around that because of the fact that, you know, he's been so damn good. This is a guy that kind of burst onto the scene. Um, he's come out of nowhere. Now, he did come out and he did, uh, you know, he did an interview with Ariel Hawani and shot down all the, uh, the, the, the speculation from his side. You know, he laughed it off. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's one of those things where, um, I don't think that it's the best thing to always be these uh, the, these Twitter sleuths when it comes to guys' body. I think that it could it could be you could you could bring this stuff out. No, the eye test when it comes to steroids is uh, is tough. I'm not saying that it doesn't always work, and some stuff's always obvious. It's it's usually I think pretty it's much more obvious when you see guys get off of stuff. And just see the change more so than if they've all just kind of been on the scene that way. But, um, you know, look, this is going to come with, uh, I think, more fame for, for Israel Adesanya that people are going to speculate that he's, uh, he's juicing. I think that people are going to, I'm sure that Paulo Costa will start running with this to, um, you know, start some, start some beef and whatnot. But, you know, I'm not ready to leap there yet. I, I I understand why it had to be addressed. It became such a thing publicly over the stratosphere that was mixed martial arts that they had to do something about it and they had to do some addressing on it. So good on him for wanting to get to that. But I, I just think that uh, it, it's a tough thing to do for Adesanya. He's just dealing with a thing of almost new fame, if you will, and what he's got going on there. Um, so there's that. Now, this was interesting last week. We also didn't get to this. Now, Dana White uh, got upset with Conor McGregor because Conor has been in a bit of a uh, public standoff with the UFC, if you will. And the news we talked look, we talked about this last week where Conor was uh, announced that he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao. That's going to be the next event that he's going to do that he's been trying to get a mixed martial arts fight and that it just hasn't, hasn't occurred. It hasn't, um, you know, he, one of the, and so he started leaking DMS between him and Dana White, which is just, I, I, th- I find hilarious, but I get, you know, people do it. I mean, it's one of these things with, uh, it's not like I haven't, uh, communicated with some people via DM and whatnot, but, um, I always picture my boss. Like I would, I would picture a guy, my boss or my business partner. I don't feel like I would do it via Instagram. But whatever, they're doing it via Instagram, 
Um, and so, you know, stuff leaks. The big thing that, 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 uh, you know, that comes out of it is Dana White said at one point, uh, because Connor want, he's on this kick where he wants to fight Diego Sanchez and Dana's like, bro, we'd lose our promoter's license if we did that fight. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And a lot of it in that one, I kind of agree with Dana. Like what, what is Connor fighting Diego Sanchez for? He's a guy who's, you know, should still be in the prime of his career versus a guy who's, you know, just kind of hanging on and, you know, still fighting because, you know, he's, he's a legend and, you know, they don't want to shoot, you know, cast him off. But, you know, for Connor, like, what's the point? You know, it's like, well, what's the point? You just want to have a, a fun exhibit, a fun go of it. And, um, you know, so that stuff leaks and Dana gets very pissed. He goes, oh, Connor broke man code. And the response from McGregor was, well, you broke code when you lied about me taking fights. The other weird thing that came out of this was that uh, McGregor then decides, I'm going to do a charity mixed martial arts exhibition against Dustin Poirier, where he's going to donate a bunch of money to the Good Fight Foundation. Uh, Poirier seems willing to do it. You know, Poirier is also in a bit of a public standoff with the UFC. So they're both in the public standoff, this public standoff with the UFC. And they want to have a mixed martial arts event, but it's not going to be professional. So I guess they're looking for some loophole. I can't imagine this is going to go down. First of all, I think if 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 the UFC knew that uh, McGregor was willing to fight Poirier, I think they would obviously offer him that fight. I would love for for Dustin Poirier to get uh, his hands on Manny on on Conor McGregor and get him another crack of that. It's it, we actually just I think recently had. Um, probably like the five or six year anniversary of that fight where where Connor desmo- demolished Poirier in uh in Ireland was it in Ireland? No, it wasn't in Ireland. It was in Vegas, but it was in uh, but it was uh, it was at featherweight. It was at featherweight, and you know Dustin's in this spot right now where I feel like Dustin deserves a big fight, man. You know Dustin deserves to fight. Tony Ferguson does a whole lot of money or deserves to fight Connie deserves a whole lot of money. It's 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 weird to me that um Dustin would almost agree to that. Like Dustin's a really good dude and he uh you know it, he's he wants to do stuff for his charity. I get it, but you know he does you know it's not out of the realm that he should fight Connor McGregor again, especially with how good he is in the lightweight division and if Connor wants to solidify a title shot, he goes and beats Dustin Poirier. Look, if he goes and beats Dustin Poirier, I don't care if he's beat him already. You beat Dustin Poirier with his standing at lightweight, he deserves a title shot again. So I just found it weird that they put forth this whole exhibition thing. One, I didn't think it was going to fly with the UFC. So, uh, it's not going to. Uh, Dana came out as soon as that news came out. He goes, all right, we'll offer each of these guys the fight. We'll see what they say. Um. And now it seems weird. Like you guys could still donate to charity if you guys didn't want to do like didn't want to do the fight. Um, I'm sure the UFC would put up charity money for for Dustin's for Dustin's uh, foundation and all that type of stuff. So I think in a, in a lot of ways, I don't think this box is Dustin in because Dustin's been looking for the big payday, and I think that if if they can rope Connor into fighting him, um. That'll solve that. He'll get his big payday. Connor um, is the one. Uh, UFC, I think, is happy because, okay, they got a Connor McGregor, Dustin Poirier fight. Maybe not, you know, the most blockbuster fight in the world, but it's a Connor fight nonetheless. So 
Um, and it also is a good fight for him to, to, to really solidify himself as a true contender at, uh, at 155. And then the other part of that is, um, the other part of that is, you know, you have this event and you, uh, you, you go and you, uh, you fight each other. I think the only thing that 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 really this this probably trips up is Connor. Like I don't think Connor's probably looking at this and being like, I don't this wasn't the way I planned. I, I feel like Connor did this move to agitate, um, to show that oh, I'm gonna put on a UFC. He, he just wants to put on an FU MMA event, probably to show what numbers he can do, how many people will watch, all that type of stuff. But you know, from from that standpoint, I think that, you know, if you're willing to fight Dustin Poirier. Um, and Dustin's willing to fight you, and you guys want to do it for a whole heap of charity, we'll do it, but do it in the UFC. I mean, like, you know, you don't think that's going to get a lot more eyeballs? Um, so, I don't know. I thought that was a weird story from this week. We'll see what this turns. Uh, it seems like this isn't going away anytime soon um, as far as, you know, Connor's standoff with the UFC is concerned. So, We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Again, a little bit of the boxing news of the week uh, here on Fighters Fury. Again, we'll be talking with the crew from Game Time Management, Bean and Sergio, and, of course, their new fighter, Evelyn Martins, who just got her pro MMA debut win at Titan FC. We'll talk to them a little bit later on in the show. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. So I want to get to a little bit of this. So boxing news this week, we had uh, Tyson Fury. He uh, he made it clear this week that he still wants to fight before the end of the year. There was news that he and Deontay Wilder appears like it's postponed. Um, you know, obviously, we're still in this crazy time of of, of COVID nineteen crowds being uh, crowds being you know up in the air. And now the the word was they were going to try and do this at the hell's that new place called? I, I we'll just call it the the, the Raiders Death Star. So they were going to do it. Uh, apparently, you know, there, there's still there was some crowd issues. One of the other things that's a big issue is that they were advised against it by ESPN and Fox because they're doing it basically in the heart of football season. Uh, you got conference championships that weekend. They were supposed to go December 19th. And, you know, they're going to. The, and so they're, they've been advised against it now couple things with that one i find that a little bit weird first you know i would imagine this fight is going to go off at a time where most of these games are going to be over you know um it's not like they haven't they they, they first fought in a, in december now it didn't do the numbers they probably wish that it did you know but i i don't know i i don't know if that should be a huge reason i think a big fight is a big fight um Maybe they're trying to work it away from most of as much stuff as possible because of the idea that this one's not going to be as easy to sell as the the first rematch was. But uh, they were told that we're going to move off of it. There's five conference championships. This was from Bob Arum. Uh, two NFL games, so we can't go with the 19th. We're looking at other dates because ESPN advises us and Fox advises us. And they're obviously both uh, in bed with the NFL. But as far as Fury's concerned, he still wants to fight. And he says, uh, the one thing I want to announce to the world is that I will be fighting in December, whether it's with Wilder in Las Vegas or if it's Joe Bloggs in England. I just want to fight now. I'm ready to go uh, tomorrow, the next couple of weeks. I made it very clear that if we can't fight in America, I will come back to the UK. He's been living in Vegas, by the way. He'll come to the UK, do a homecoming, have a fight there with crowd, without crowd, whatever. Um, 
The thing that's interesting about this, though, is, you know, so Fury's the man right now. You know, he is, he is by all intents and purposes, he beat, he beat Wilder. He's got a rematch clause. Um, people have asked, well, would Wilder step aside to, you know, if he was guaranteed some money, would he step aside just to make the Joshua fight happen? You know, apparently, you know, he's, he's not, he's not going to not, uh, he's not going to let Tyson Fury go and fight the other title holder. He wants his rematch. But if they can't come to an agreement with this um, because they want the fight to be so big, it, it, it's a weird thing. You know, like he is the guy right now. I'm sure that ESPN would love to do a Tyson Fury fight. Um, you know, but one, I don't understand why if, if you have to do the wild card, I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to how he's allowed to fight anybody else. I guess is this looked upon as, you know, Deontay's side turning it down or them advising again it's just a little bit strange um you know some of the names that have been thrown out there like alexander Usyk, who's supposed to fight uh chisora in october and he's the wbo's mandatory challenger that that puts him more in line with uh anthony because the only belt that tyson definitely has is the wbc belt uh dillian white just lost he's got to fight pavetkin again um suppose you could do pavetkin i don't really have an interest in that daniel dubois um you know, he's going to be fighting Joe Joyce coming up. Duh. Andrew Ruiz, that's an interesting one. I mean, he's supposed to fight Chris Areola, but apparently that's uh, that's 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 set back a little bit. Uh, Ruiz is an interesting one. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Tyson Fury versus Andrew Ruiz just because at least you have some storyline there. I still think that he'll smoke him, um, but at least if you're going to do a fight, it's doable. The other interesting one they could always go with is Luis Ortiz, uh, as badass as it gets. Um, interesting style, you know, southpaw, 6'4", but not, you know, the giant that is uh, Tyson Fury, obviously, but has the ability to knock you out uh, and is definitely a reputable threat. So, you know, it's interesting, though, that why it's interesting that Tyson Fury wants to get this done. No, uh, you know it's interesting that you have all this stuff out there and the whole idea is, well, if we could just do any heavyweight, I'd like it to just be, let's go straight to Anthony Joshua. Now they probably wouldn't do that now because we're in October. Um, and you know, usually with these boxing events, they would love to have a, a live gate. They almost look upon the Deontay fight and the Joshua fight as too popular to put on. It's like when we talked about with Conor McGregor, like there are these promoters don't want to have these monster, fights especially in boxing where the boxers actually get a cut of the gate they don't want to have these monster fights where you know wilder and him could split a 15 million dollar gate or him and joshua could split a 20 million dollar gate they don't want to not have those on the table so why not fight somebody but you could still make your money ortiz uh ruiz somebody like that um so yeah, I would like I, I, you know if they could do somebody like that, uh, a, a Ruiz or a Luis Ortiz, that'd be fun. I wouldn't be into watching that. It's still risky too. Um, that's the only thing that's kind of a thrown of a, a, a wrinkle into this is that you know these guys they go in there and they fight Tyson. I think Tyson will win. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think that he's in the spot right now where he's. Uh, it's tough right now to go into a Tyson Fury fight and feel like he's not going to come out on top. Just the way we saw him adjust to Deontay Wilder, uh, him already being the the bigger guy that he is, 
Um, maybe you want to look at it and say, hey, that was Deontay Wilder's worst night at the office. It certainly was. Um, and he could be a lot better. That's fine. But all that being said, he still went out there and, you know, made Wilder look as bad as he's ever looked. So it's a thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what, what goes down with that and as far as uh, Tyson Fury's near future. It does feel like we're cranking up a little bit more towards boxing, you know, getting a hold of things. You got Lomachenko and Lopez is going to be coming up on October 17th. So we're only a couple of weeks out for that. Very much looking forward to that card. Then we could get some dominoes to fall through. And speaking of the lightweight division, it was announced this week, by the way, that um, we are going to get a uh, a big card down here at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Uh, Devin Haney is going to be fighting Yoriyoki Scamboa. So they're going to have the hometown flavor on uh, November 7th. And that'll be pretty cool. You know, we're going to get, uh, you know, that's a that's a fun matchup. Devin Haney's been... Uh, he was he was down here pretty recently. We said we had him on at Radio Row, and then he did uh, he did some stuff at Fifth Street Gym, and Yuriyoki you know trains out here, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll be getting that at the guitar. I, I, I gotta tell you, I don't know how that's not a, a huge destination for a ton of fights. Um, it's a beautiful setup over there. They got everything going on, but uh, November seventh, Devin Haney taking on Yuriyoki Skibo, and then. They're supposed to do another card November twenty seventh. They're also going to do it at the Hard Rock, um, so that's pretty cool. We got a couple of we got a couple of big events that are going to be uh, coming down to uh, to South Florida, and uh, you know that's that's pretty cool. So, look, I've uh, I've given DAZN a lot of the business, but uh, you know I will give them a, at least a little bit of a head nod. Uh, at least they've they've brought some some pretty decent fights down here. In regards to and giving them a platform to be broadcast on, so we'll uh, we'll I'm sure have a ton of coverage on that as far as everything is concerned with Devin Haney or Yoki Skimboa when that gets into town. And while we're sticking with the lightweights, so while I've been uh, kind of on this theme, there has been a maneuver in the schedule. Javante Davis, he was supposed to be fighting Leo Santa Cruz on the 24th. That's been moved back a week to uh, October 31st. Remember that was supposed to be a pay per view card. Um, with fans in attendance, they're doing that in Texas. They've moved that down a week because that's the same week as Khabib versus uh, Justin Gaethje. And, you know, I just, I mean, you're going to get smoked in that case. Like, I know they were happy this past week. A lot of people were happy that the Charlo brothers did 100,000, um, which good for them. But that same weekend, uh, the reports were that uh, I think it was uh, Stylebender costed it seven hundred thousand, which is pretty damn good, man. I mean, the UFC, uh, their numbers have been thriving. The UFC has been doing good, good business and and all this type of stuff. You know, everything with that uh, with them being the first back with sports, I, I think it really did pay off for them um, in regards to uh, getting eyeballs and people sticking with it, and so. We also remember that recently we had the Canelo, uh, the Canelo Sergey Kovalev thing, where they were waiting out the Nate Diaz Jorge Masvidal. Like boxing really doesn't have like, and and that was a big tell. Like I know people, I, I don't like to do boxing versus UFC. I love them both, although you know the UFC has been cranking along very strongly while it's been pretty meek for boxing. You know, I just like we're just saying like it's just starting to now get some fights that people are are are, are excited about. But from the standpoint of um, from the standpoint of getting people excited about, you know, from the standpoint of like on a, on a given night, 
could the biggest UFC is there any big boxing match that could outdo a UFC? And I would say, uh, unless the name Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather is involved, uh, probably not. I don't think so. I don't think Canelo even has that right now. I don't think that we've we've been covering how hard it's been for Canelo to find uh, an event that DAZN has even finds. He's been in a damn fight with DAZN about it. So, yeah, I get it. I get why Showtime wants to jump off of that date. I mean, it feels like if you go up against Habib versus Gaethje, you're going to get crushed. It's going to be, I'm sure, an awesome card, Fight Island, even though I do think it is supposed to be earlier. I think that feel like that broadcast is supposed to be earlier than um, the other event. But either way, um, yeah, I just, I'm trying to think, like, what right now in boxing, like if Tiafimo Lopez and Lomachenko were to fight on the same night as... I'm trying to give it like a good example. Well, it's a it's a poor example because they're both ESPN, so ESPN wouldn't do that. They don't want to cannibalize their own pay per view. So let me make it. You know, let me make it Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. I'd say Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury is probably the probably the rare one right now in boxing where it's like if that was going on, I would bet you the UFC would probably try and stay away. You know, maybe not. They'd say it was certain cards, like if Connor was fighting, if Masvidal was fighting, if Habib was fighting, GSP, Stylebender, even you know maybe they all maybe they chug along forth, but you know for the most part they got they got boxing beat in every angle in that regard. So it's important for boxing to get cranking up again here. It really is with all this uh, big matchups, these competitive matchups to get people back and uh, attracted to the sport. We'll take a quick break. Uh, be joined by the crew from Game Time Management next and their new fighter, Evelyn Marnes, who just won her U, her mixed martial arts debut at Titan FC. We'll be back with more after this. All right, very excited to bring in my next guest, the crew from Game Time Management. Thanks for the the time, everybody. How is uh, the, the office going today on this, uh, this lovely weekend? Everything is good, man. Everything is good. Thank God. First of all, I want to say thank you for always uh, believing on us, always giving us the opportunity. I want to thank Ryan Schneider for making this happen. You know, what we created because of him is going to be a, a long run. And now we have a, a, a future champion. So get ready, man. Okay. So, uh, Evelyn Marge, you, uh, you just made your debut at Titan FC. You, uh, you kicked ass, got yourself your first win. Congratulations on that, first of all. How were the nerves the first, the first fight? Did, uh, did it go as, as you imagined it would with all that, that hard training you put into it? Um. First of all, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was like prepared for this fight. You know, I, I trained a lot, and then all I knew was like that I was going go inside of the cage and put the whole hard work that I've been, you know, training. And then yeah, I was good. I, I don't get nervous before fight. I just happy. I was feeling happy that you know. So was it good just getting the first one under your belt? Like how long had it felt like you were waiting to make that uh, that debut? I'm sorry. How like how was it was it good to get the first win under your belt like after everything you had been I'm sure leading oh, up to your first win like what was the the feeling like after it was oh, all yeah, over? For sure, for sure. I mean, it was my first professional. I mean, it was my first MMA fight, but yeah, the win was perfect for me, you know, because was me a lot of things. I got you know good gifts. I got like my game time management team now. I I, I mean, I'm just starting my career, so getting 
the win was good, you know, so I'm really, really happy. So. Uh, you guys have been, you know, at these Titan events like crazy. I see you guys at all the, the regional scenes and whatnot. So I guess as far as your, uh, the landscape of things with, um, you know, you guys in the, in the South Florida market and what you guys are wanting to do in the fight game, um, what have you seen this year turn into? Because obviously you guys have been much more visible over the last 12 months and, and things seem to like they're blowing up for you. So what has that ride been like? Man, it was just putting in hard work, man. Um, everybody's saying in the COVID thing, everybody's going to be on shutdown. We sat down with Lex. We were like, hey, Lex, give us the opportunity to go ahead and just bring it to Miami, man. Because in Fort Lauderdale, not for nothing, it's Fort Lauderdale, the fighters. This is the Mecca. It's Miami. We have the fighters. We got Yuli. I mean, it sucks to, to say that he's not here right now, but he's in camp with Lex for both of their both of their fights, upcoming fights. So he gave us the opportunity, man, and, and thanks for – for everything and now look at us now just making sure that every month we have somewhere to watch usc fight pass has somebody somebody to see in the in the fight industry man and it's tying fc it's not just usc it's tying fc and we got sergio will actually give you more details on that he's the he's the main man on that yeah give us two to him man because you guys had the uh, the big announcement last week of uh you know lex is doing a fight i heard yuli's out uh training with him so just all the other the events and you, you know you guys being a part of, of putting on great events down here yeah, it, it really, honestly, we it all started like being said with with Titan FC. You know, uh, Lex believed in us. Um, Bean and I had a had a dream of taking MMA to the Dominican Republic. You know, Bean's Dominican. I grew up in the Dominican Republic, so we really wanted to do something special down there and bring the sport, showcase the talent. You know, a lot of people don't realize that there's talent. Obviously, there's talent all over the world in MMA and all types of combat sports, right? So we wanted to bring it to the Dominican Republic because it's near and dear to our heart. And Lex believed in us. He let us. Uh, lead the way we got a great partnership down there and then now it's opened the door for us in so many different avenues you know we have a lot of different promotions that call us uh that want to work with us and get them venues and help them put on events you know i mean I'll, nothing's concrete nothing's in writing but i mean we we meet with you know we meet with top rank boxing we meet with the bare knuckle fighting um and you know it's the bkfc which is basically you know you talk about bkfc that's the that's the U, that's the ufc or bare knuckle fighting you know dave feldman really is the one that that fought to get this on the map and uh, and get it get it obviously get it approved by the commission so now it's it's a real sport and it's got great momentum and it's growing and just being an eye on our entire team we, we and, and I, I stress that all the time you know we do have a great team behind us we have a, a great support cast and you know we're growing every day and everybody's uh people believe in us and they're giving us a lot of opportunities and we're just we're making the best of it right and during a time when everybody was on shutdown, we've been working hard behind the scenes. You know, a lot of stuff is coming to it because of that. And, you know, obviously one of the most exciting things of game time management is, and I, and I say it not just because she's sitting next to me, I say it all the time, is is bringing up arms on board. You know, it's, she's a special girl and she's got so much talent and, and we're just blessed and honored that she's that she believed in us and she's given us the opportunity to, to help manage her career. And how do you guys, uh, I guess as a team, Evelyn, you uh, wanting to, you know, put the uh, put the landscape of your career and and whatever the next steps may be how do you guys conglomerate that between management and fighter of when you're starting a young career with a lot of promise and and, and everything's in front of you um how do you guys work at that i guess from from every one of your angles how do you guys feel that is to manage uh, the start of an mma career and the best steps to take you know reality with with a young athlete you know and and we have our youngest athlete is actually sitting in the room he's He's a, a world champ, national champ wrestler. He's nine years old and he's just, he's a beast. 
And, um, you know, so what, what we do is we, we treat these, we treat our, all of our clients like family, right? So, um, with somebody like Evelyn, it's just a matter of she, she, she's put on all, she's put the hard work in, right? So she just trains. It's just a matter of not, you can't rush things and you don't want to just fight for any promotion. And I think just to really, for people to re, re, see how talented you are, you got to pick the right promotions to fight in. You got to pick the right fights and the right opponents. Um, and it's just letting her do her work. I mean, she's the one that puts in the hard work, you know, being an eye and game time management. What we do is we just, we give her the ability and we help make fights and get the right platform for her to showcase. And then, you know, one of the biggest things that we tell our athletes and we, we've talked to Ellen about it, you know, obviously this is a fighting is, is, is it could be a long-term thing. It could be a short-term thing, but the, the main thing is to position yourself properly and use this platform for the future because there's always life after fighting. The beautiful thing about Evelyn, and I mean, you'll hear her speak. I mean, she speaks very well. She's very, she presents herself so well. So she's she's an amazing fighter, but she's also an amazing person. And um, you know, all we, all we can do is just help her showcase what she has and showcase her talents, and then just basically treat her like we would treat our own, you know, our own our own daughter, our sister. What would you? Uh, what made you want to get into fighting, Evelyn? I mean, I started like it's a funny story because I started training. Uh, MMA things are like jujitsu, everything that involves MMA when I was like 12, 13 years old. But the thing is, my family all used to go um, to the gym and train, um, um, you know, jujitsu, capoeira, some of those Brazilian sports, you know, that is popular in Brazil. I mean, they have like soccer, but my family always used to do like jujitsu, capoeira. So um, my uncle used to fight MMA before. So when I was like seven years old, um, he started fighting and I started um, watching his fight. And then I was like, oh, I like that. And then one day I was in a place, I don't remember where exactly, but I was watching UFC for the first time. And for the first time I saw um, Ronda Rousey fighting. I was like, oh, that's cool. I like it. Um, maybe I, tr- I should have tried one day. And then I, my mom, she went to the gym. She made um, to train um, white tie class. And I say, hey, mom, I want to go. And then my sister, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it together. And then um, I say, you got to bring me to the gym, mom. And she's like, okay, you're going to train, but you're not going to fight. Because she didn't like the beginning. But, you know, because she say, she used to say, like, it's a crazy sport. It is. But it's, this, it's a sport like any other, you know. So um, I started from that. And then when I was 12, I did my first um, fight, Muay Thai fight. And then I just start fighting and training more. And then... I started from striking, but I always tell, told my daddy, like, I want to do MMA. So he bring me to, to the other gym to train um, the grappling part. So I started training wrestling, jiu-jitsu over there in Brazil. And then when I was like, real quick story, so you can know, like, already, um, when I was 15 years old, I came here just to train, you know, and get better in everything, actually. So I got a lot better when I got here. Where are you training out of? MMA Masters. You guys are killing it right now. That whole the whole gym. I've been I've been talking to a lot of your fighters, and I've been saying that MMA Masters has been on just a huge, huge role. Uh, can you? Because uh, I feel like um, that ATT and and Hogs they get a lot of the shine, but MMA is MMA Masters is has always been great. But I feel like they've been taking a big jump this year. Um, what is what, what? Yeah. So what has been uh, everything going on there? Like, does it feel like there's a different vibe as far as it? you know, getting bigger, a lot of momentum and, and, uh, you guys just rising. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, the, the, the difference between our gym and, and another gym is the quality, you know, 
Uh, we cannot have them like a lot of athletes, you know, fight MMA or something like that, but we have quality. We have great coaches. Um, Daniel Barbuero, which is a good grappler. He's a black belt, judo and jiu-jitsu. We have Cesar Cornet, which he had like a great uh, striker. So the, the whole thing that I, different, that I think the difference is the quality. So that's why we've been killing, doing good. Actually, this 2020 was being a great year for us in MMA Masters because, you know, have a not like new athletes in the UFC fighting. I mean, I just started my, my professional career now. So, so fellas, you guys, uh, you guys announced this. Uh, you, you were you were talking about this big news this week. So Yuli's off in uh, training Lex for this uh, this fight going down. Can you give me the backstory on this uh, this whole thing of him wanting to, to get in there and fight and what this is all going for and, and the thing that uh, as far as Yuli getting down there and training, is he going to take it easy on Lex? Like, how is this going to go? Well, it's going to be, he's not going to take it easy, man. It's a fight. He got to go in there and he's going to, somebody's going to go in there and try and take his head off. So Yuli's going to be the one to say, hey, get ready. You know, who better than Yuli? Um, about Lex, Lex has been wanting to do it. It's been inside of him. And he's like, he, we sat down so many times. He was like, guys, what do you think? And I was just like, man, what are you doing, man? You know, <laughs> but go ahead, Serge. I don't know how you really felt. I mean, listen, I, I appreciate what he's doing. I told him, I said, look, you have nothing to prove to anybody. I mean, you did two tours of Somalia for crying out loud. You know, you, you've been in real battles and real war. So, you know, I, I understand his point. You know, he said, look, I ask these kids to get in there every day. And, and the reality is when you go step into a cage, you're putting your, your life on the line. You know, anything can happen. You know, you can get injured. You can you can be killed. I mean, we've seen we've seen it happen, right? So, um, it's definitely something that he felt was very important to him, and we respect him for it. And when he told Bean and I, which is what really, you know, showed us, it gave us a lot of validation as as a management company and as as a friend to Lex. He said, "Look, with all the relationships that I have and all the management companies that I know, I want Game Time to be the one to manage me." Um, that to us was is an honor. And um, and I think it's amazing. Bean and I are heading up to Alabama next week to camp to to go see him and support. And uh, Yuli's up there. You know, the good thing is Yuli's getting training because Yuli's fighting bare knuckle uh, mid November down oh, here in cool. Miami. Oh, so it's coming back down here, so, bare knuckle. Oh yeah. yeah, we're working on something. You know, hopefully, hopefully we keep bare knuckle here. Uh, it's a fun for, event. Uh, it's, it's it's a, it's a cool thing. Is uh, getting to go to uh, a couple of them. They re they put on a great show. Um, I'm sure, like you guys, like they have a they have a they have a cool crew. I but I've always said, you know, I tell this to Yuli, like he's like the Swiss Army knife of combat. Like he's I've seen him in boxing, I've seen him in MMA, I've seen him in bare knuckle, and bare knuckle is just such a uh, I don't know, it's a different intensity. It's like you don't, it's a, you, you really don't know what's going to happen as soon as that bell rings. Uh, I know that happens in a lot, like th that could be the case in plenty of sports, but you know it's so new it feels like you really don't know how guys are going to go about with strategy in these things it's insane i mean you you were with us in fort lauderdale when when bare knuckle fighting was here right and yep. just the sound of the sound of of the hand punching a face i mean you hear it in street fights right but i mean when you're there inside of an arena and you're up close and you hear that you hear bone on bone it's it's i don't know it's it's crazy and it's it's super exciting and we're glad that it's coming down to Miami because we think it's a great place with all the history that we have with backyard brawls and all that stuff here. It's it's a great fit, right? So, uh, yeah, it looks like November 13th, it's looking like uh, bare knuckle fighting will be here in Miami. That's awesome. Uh, before we get you out of here, you guys have been doing some uh, awesome stuff in the community with, uh, with Feeding the Homeless. Um, what went about making this thing happen, a regular thing where you guys are trying to give back like that? And um, 
how is it if, if people didn't get a chance to see you guys is there any way that people can go and help currently um you know just to let you know your connection with it yeah um it's really that's really it started with yuli and uh a few guys that he knows that were doing it straight out of their pocket just to go help uh and what happened is now yuli got involved and then his girlfriend uh, dana brooke wwe superstar got involved and it's gotten a lot of attention and we were pulling a lot of people together. We did it yesterday. We had about like 30 some odd cars come out and every car has several people. So we probably had like a group of, a, I would say like 60 to 80 people out there. And the Miami Dolphins were obviously, they were gracious enough to donate 300 meals. So that's the biggest one we've done. In the past, we usually do about 100 meals. Um, with the Dolphins help, we were able to do 300 meals. The good thing is that Every, every month, we do it once a month. Every month, it gets more and more organized, and it's getting bigger and bigger. So we're, we'll be putting it out there, but the goal is to do it once a month, every month, you know, or forever. And this thing is going to take on a life of its own, and it's going to get huge. You know, we're not doing it for, the, for Instagram. The reality is the reason we put it out there is because we want support, right? We don't, we don't do it so that people can see that we're doing something good for, to give back. You know, we want people to know we give back, but the reality is we just want this to grow. And that's why we put it out there. So, you know, on the next one, we'd love to have you out there. It'd be cool if you can make it. You know, we usually do it on a Thursday or a Friday. And um, we'd love to have you out there. Absolutely, man. We'll try. We'll definitely try and make that happen um, because it's, uh, it's, it's great work you guys are doing for sure. Evelyn, it's been great getting to meet you too. Uh, it's going to be exciting seeing your, your career blossom down here. So it's going to be looking forward to seeing the journey. And guys, it's been an awesome year seeing you guys grow as well. So thank you so much for the time. Uh, best way to follow you guys all as far as people want to keep up with the, the careers and the movement and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, Instagram, Game Time Management is ours. Evelyn is uh, Evelyn Martins. No, Evelyn underscore Martins uh -huh, uh -huh. seven. Yes. yes. And um, and you know we'll we'll be around. You we'll stay we'll stay very active. We'll stay very very uh we'll stay out there so everybody can find us and, and see us. But yeah, Game Time Management and then Evelyn underscore Martins seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm telling you, this is really I'm not gonna say the face of women's MMA. I'm gonna say it'll be she'll be the face of MMA. Right. So uh, just keep an eye on her. We're excited about it. So great future. Great yeah. things coming. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for you having me. You know, we got my love for you. All right, guys. Thank you to Bean, Sergio, and Evelyn Martins uh, from Game Time Management. Congratulations again to her winning her mixed martial arts debut. That is our show for this week, everybody. You missed any of it. Download the podcast at the radio.com app. Subscribe, Fighters Fury. You could also do that on Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. You can also check us out on YouTube. Go look up Tobin's show up on YouTube, and you'll be able to subscribe there, see all of our fight videos. We have uh, great interviews spanning a bunch back. In fact, there's a whole playlist uh, on our YouTube page of strictly mixed martial arts content, uh, fighter interviews, all that type of stuff. And you'll see a lot of... Uh, a lot of cool in-depth stuff there. We got more stuff coming in the uh, in the in the weeks ahead. So everybody have a great rest of your Sunday. Uh, hopefully this is a, a Sunday filled with wins, with the the Dolphins taking on the Seahawks, with the Heat looking to uh, to stay alive. You know, like this is a you got a chance tonight to either make it a series or uh, you know the Lakers pretty much put a bow on it. So a lot of stakes at at, uh, at, at coming forth tonight with uh, your Miami Heat back in action on the floor. So we'll have full reaction for you that coming up on Monday. And until then, everybody, have a great rest of your Sunday. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.